This is MMA Torch Editor Jamie Pennick, and this is a Torch Audio News Brief for Friday, April 9th, 2010. We are about 13 hours away from UFC 112 Invincible coming to us live on pay-per-view tomorrow uh, at 1 p.m. Eastern, uh, noon here Central Time. And uh, if you're going to be watching the event on the tape delay portion... Um, in the UFC's normal time slot tomorrow night, you'd be best to avoid basically anything to do with the internet the entire day. Um, start your pregame drinking rituals uh, well ahead of time, and just forget about the internet, and you won't have to worry about any spoilers, but we will have uh, live coverage of the event as it airs um, with the noon broadcast, and um, we'll also be reporting on the results of the event. We'll try to keep the uh, results articles spoiler-free uh, for tomorrow afternoon. Of course, we'll convert those to uh, full-on headlines for Sunday. But um, we'll, we'll try to keep things spoiler-free on the main site as best as we can. But um, everywhere you, pretty much everywhere you go for MMA news on uh, the Internet will have live coverage of the event tomorrow. So if, if you're going to be watching it on the tape-delayed broadcast and don't want to know what happens, just avoid the internet, stay away from what's going on, and, and uh, um, enjoy it as it airs at 9 p.m. or 8 p.m., whatever it is, um, for the uh, evening broadcast. But um, touching on news of the day, uh, last night, um, Bellator Fighting Championships debuted their second season with uh, two bouts in the featherweight division as well as uh, two bouts in the lightweight division for those tournaments. Um, all four bouts were quarterfinal matchups. Um, it was a, a good show, uh, definitely a good debut show for Bellator on Fox Sports Net. Um, unfortunately, you know, they have the problem with preemption, uh, uh, preemptions due to sports. The Minnesota Wild here on for Fox Sports North had a video – or had a um, – a game against the Calgary Flames last night. That game went to a shootout, and the Bellator broadcast didn't start until 11.40 local time. Um, so, I mean, it, people are going to have a tough time sticking with this and, and watching it on, on any regular schedule with uh, preemptions. I know uh, looking ahead, I believe there are Twins games here, uh, Twins and Wild games the next two Thursday nights as well. Um I think it might just be Twins. The, the Wild should be done here. But um, Twins games the next couple of weeks that will uh, have the Bellator broadcast not on until 10.30 local time at the earliest. So uh, that'll be a definite issue. But it was a good show last night. Um, kicked off with uh, another highlight reel uh, finish and, and one that uh, is being distributed throughout the Internet today with Georgie Karahanian um, knocking out Bao Quach in the first round. Um, with a, a vicious knee to the jaw. Uh, this is a really, really fun fight. Um, Quach and, uh, and Karahanian were just uh, swinging punches at each other uh, multiple times in this fight. Quach had a couple of takedowns. Karahanian worked back to his feet on multiple occasions. They were, they were just absolutely punishing each other. Um, uh, Quach was taking a ton of punishment, though, in the exchanges. He was swinging wildly and not landing a lot of shots, and Karahanian, when he landed, he was doing damage. There was some clear damage to Quach's face before the finishing sequence, um, but Karahanian got up and got the tie clinch on him and landed a, a vicious knee to the jaw that dropped Quach, and he added a couple of uh, punches to 
um, uh, finish out the fight just for good measure there before the ref could get to it. But um, good first-round victory for Karahanian. He moves on to the semifinals. Uh, Joel Warren also moves on to the featherweight uh, semifinals with a um, decision victory over Eric Marriott. Uh, Marriott was a game opponent. He nearly submitted Warren twice in the first round, um, including a really, really close triangle with about 30 seconds left in the round, but Warren was able to um, get out and survive, and and his wrestling was just far too much for um, Marriott in this fight. He doesn't know a whole lot in terms of submissions and some other stuff right now, but uh, Warren stays very active, and and he's very good with his takedowns. He's obviously a world-class wrestler, but... um, Decent performance. He, he moves on to the, the semifinals. Um, we got Roger Huerta against Chad Hinton in the third bout of the night. I was surprised this wasn't the main event of the evening, but um, this was a, a pretty much a dominating performance from Roger Huerta. Hinton made it interesting in the first round. Um, he, he had some definite size and, and some good wrestling, and uh, his, his strength was... Uh, he had some clear strength in this fight. Huerta talked about it after, saying he was just a really strong dude, but um, in the second round, Huerta took it over and completely beat up Hinton on the ground after he got a takedown early in, in the round, beat him up for the, re- the remaining round. Uh, Hinton just basically survived. Very clear 10-8 round for Huerta. Um, the third round saw him pull off a, a really nice uh, somersault with Hinton on his back, uh, standing, and, and he managed to get Hinton separated, so that was a, a really cool uh, move, and then uh, he wound up in a spot where Hinton left his uh, leg out there, and Huerta just grabbed it, wrenched it, knee bar, submission, it's all done. Huerta moves on to the uh, lightweight semifinals, um, as as does Kerry Veneer, um, with a third-round TKO uh, of last-minute replacement Joe Duarte. Um, this was a good fight. Um, very back-and-forth fight between both uh, Duarte and Veneer for um, the first two rounds, and then the third round was basically Veneer just uh, launching punishment on him throughout the entirety of the round before the, the ref finally came in and stopped it. Um, not much else to it. That's It was kind of one-sided in the third round, but a good fight up until then. Um some other news, Cal Luno and Lucio Linares were both uh, released from the UFC following losses at Fight Night 21 um, from last week in North Carolina. Uh, Linares lost his second straight fight. Um, this one came at the hands of Yushin Okami in a fight where he got uh, beat up pretty badly and uh, uh, doctors stopped the fight due to facial cuts and facial injuries. Um Uno was beaten up by Gleason Tebow in the first round. Uh, TKO victory. The ref came in and stopped it. Uh, probably a bit too late in that one, but uh, Tebow had a really, really good performance in that. But Uno, you know, came back to the UFC and posted a 0-2-1 record, and the draw was only a draw and not a loss because um, uh, his opponent Fabricio Camoas at that uh, in that fight. Had, lost, had a point taken away from him uh, in the second round. So uh, Uno's release was no surprise. Linares really not much of a surprise either with uh, two straight losses coming into the UFC. So, um, yeah, I mean, they were they kind of expected. Um, Linares could have possibly gotten another shot, but 
Uh, I, don't, I don't think anyone's surprised at all by Uno's release. A um, little bit of Strike Force news. Uh, Teron Woodley uh, will headline his second Strike Force Challengers card. He headlined Strike Force Challengers 5 last November, uh, defeating Ru- Rudy Bears by submission in that, uh, that one. He's now 5-0 and in his career. All five victories have come by submission. Three of his wins have come in Strike Force. Um, he's going to take on a fighter in Nate Coy um, that has an 8-2 record, including wins over current UFC fighters Mike Pierce and Rick Story. So um, he's, he's no joke as a fighter here. This should be a very good welterweight fight for um, the Strike Force Challenger Series. Uh, I, I still think that Woodley needs to be given a shot on uh, a, a major Showtime card instead of just the Challengers cards, but... Um, I think that will come with time. This event will take place on May 21st in Portland, Oregon, um, and will also feature a, a women's bout between Carrie Vera and Juliana Pena. Um, so, yeah, that's what's on tap. Uh, we've got UFC 112 tomorrow. We will have live coverage of the event. Um, we've got tons of previews and predictions uh, uh, from multiple members of our staff up on the site. Uh, I've got two separate articles up with previews of the preliminary card as well as the main card. Um, so you can uh, definitely check those out before the event tomorrow. And if you're going to be watching it live or you're not going to be ordering it or um, you just might order it and you're going to judge it based on what you read, um, definitely tune in and, and check us out tomorrow as uh, we will cover the event live starting at noon. Uh, Central Time. That's my local time here. So 1 p.m. Eastern, um, noon Central, 10 Pacific. Uh, the event airs live from Abu Dhabi. Should be a highly exciting card um, with BJ Penn and uh, Anderson Silva both getting back into action. So uh, tune in th- for that tomorrow and for all the fallout uh, following it. And then join us on Sunday for um, our Sunday conversation on uh, blogtalkradio.com, our MMA Torch live cast. Um, that will be uh, our normal two-hour time slot from 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, I host the show along with Torch columnist Matt Pelkey. We will be taking your calls um, on the Bellator event as well as tomorrow's UFC 112 card. The bulk of the show will be about UFC 112, so definitely tune in for that. Um, and join us with your calls and, and emails and comments, and uh, we'll get you in on the conversation as well. So, um Check out all the action tomorrow, and we hope to to hear from you all uh, on Sunday as well. So thanks for listening. Once again, this is Jamie Penick signing off.